I'll go start the coffee. I'll be down in a minute. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura, wake up. Good morning. Morning. We are picking up our Bible study this morning, reading Acts chapter 21. And if you are just tuning in for the first time, we do a chapter a day. And we've been reading about Paul's missionary journeys. Yeah, in the book of Acts. So, what you said, we're in Acts 21. Also, (laughs) this is first thing in the morning over my first cup of coffee. Laura does not drink coffee. Never has. It's kind of gross, I think. Never liked the smell of it. You don't like the smell? I thought you liked the smell. No, I don't like the smell. I don't Mm. like the taste. I don't like anything about it. I, don't I like, learn something new about you every day. <laughs> I don't like anything remotely coffee flavored. Like I don't like any like Kahlua or Bailey's or anything that has like a mocha y flavor. It just is it just I think I was scarred when I was in like fourth or fifth grade because a, a lot of girls thought it was cool to drink coffee like their moms mm-hmm. but it was church and it was like coffee hour and it was like burnt black coffee. Oh I th- yeah. I think I had like a sip of it, and I was I said never again. And the smell that still reminds me of it, I hate it. Church coffee is often terrible. Right. So. Well, I think all coffee is, but I've never smelled coffee where I was like, I think I'm gonna try it again. Hmm. I, I just never. It's just weird. Okay. Well, okay. we don't know if Paul drank coffee. <laughs> Probably not. Oh, no. From where it's from. I don't Are we going to do a history know. of coffee podcast? No, no, no. Let's just go on okay. Acts. And <laughs> we were talking about his third missionary journey. Are we... Is yeah. that where we are? Okay. We're ending the third missionary journey. So, so this is his return to Jerusalem. So chapter 21 says, on to Jerusalem. He had just told the uh, Ephesian leaders he would never probably visit them again and and we're going to read most of chapter 21 but I'm actually going to stop early on this chapter because I peeked ahead and it's kind of an awkward an awkward place for chapter 22 to start it's like in the middle of a section so we'll stop at verse 36 today I'm just going to read chapter 21 1 through 36 on to Jerusalem After we had torn ourselves away from them, we put out to sea and sailed straight to Kaz. The next day we went to Rhodes and from there to Patera. We found a ship crossing over to Phoenicia, went aboard and set sail. After sighting Cyprus and passing to the south of it, we sailed on to Syria. We landed at Tyre, where our ship was to unload its cargo. Finding the disciples there, we stayed with them seven days. Though the spirit er er through the Spirit, they urged Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. But when our time was up, we left and continued on our way. All the disciples and their wives and children accompanied us out of the city, and there on the beach we knelt to pray. After saying goodbye to each other, we went aboard the ship, and they and they returned home. Um, okay, so this is another... I'm going to stop for a second. Uh... The Spirit urged Paul not to go to Jerusalem. Yeah, that's what I was just looking at. Just for a few days, or... What verse is that in? Verse 4. Verse 4. 
While we're looking at that, Luke likes talking about boats a lot. And Luke, Anax, he's <laughs> always talking about boats and different boats and how they're do So just kind of a little yeah, thing about the... tell us too much about the boat. Just but that he just, ev like every time they touch a boat, Luke's got to mention it. <laughs> so, all right. And staying with the disciples. Uh, he, he was there seven days. And pulled ball through the Noimatis. Yeah. Um, yeah, through the Spirit, they urged Paul not to go to Jerusalem. They, so, they knew about trouble that was coming for him there. Yeah, or it's, it's strange because there are other times when Paul wants to do something like go into Macedonia, and he mm -hmm. says the Spirit told him not to go and then he has that vision of the man telling him where to go mm -hmm. and here people speaking through the spirit are telling him this so I'm wondering we have, I have to look for other contexts I don't know if Paul is uh, going directly against what God tells him to do or if He's being warned just how much suffering he's going to endure if he goes there. Hmm. Because, but I mean, it is a it's, a, it's a clear prohibition. The disciples urged him through the Spirit. Well, they spoke to Paul through the Spirit. What, do you how have do you, a note? How do you feel about the Concordia Self-Study Bible Notes? I, <laughs> I don't... Trust him? You trust him usually? Is there any times where you disagree? There are times I okay. disagree with him. Well, yes. well, the note, and we've talked about this in other podcasts, but these are notes from the Concordia Self-Study Bible, which I'm using, the NIV. And um, looking back at verse twenty or chapter 20, verse 22, which we read on our last podcast, says... He says, now compelled by the Holy Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prisons and prison and hardship are facing me. The note says, Paul did not go to Jerusalem against the direction of the Spirit, as some have suggested, but because of the guidance of the Spirit. People pleaded with him not to go, not because the Spirit prohibited his going, but because the Spirit revealed the capture that awaited him there. Does it have verse references of the Spirit telling him that... I mean, he's urged that in other cities There's no verse references back. there, but, but the reason I went back to that passage is because of a note for verse 4. Um, sorry, chapter 21, verse 4, said the Spirit warned of the coming trials in store for Paul at Jerusalem. Because of the warnings, Paul's brothers urged him not to go on, knowing the trials that lay ahead. But Paul felt compelled by the Spirit to go. And then it referenced me back to chapter 20, verse 22. So okay. this, this uh, commentary, these notes are implying that it was not a pro prohibited move, as you suggested. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, I'm just looking at different translations. 
just through the spirit it makes you well not makes you i don't know it makes me <laughs> think about what all this means to us you know the holy spirit doesn't appear to us in visions you know mm-hmm. that way so how do we know when it comes to like big decisions in our lives or moves or as you and i called workers calls you know are there times where you feel compelled or times where you feel like not compelled prohibited (laughs) and or those feelings really from the holy spirit are those are sinful feelings and like how does how would paul know oh maybe i know something bad's going to happen to me here but i must face trials or if he if the Holy Spirit's telling him not to go, then maybe he would say, well, that's just fear inside of me. Like, how how clear is it that it's the Holy Spirit talking? Or maybe he feels like, oh, I'm just afraid. I need to face this fear and continue on. It's a tough question, especially with this 21 verse 4. As far as how we make big decisions, I think we pray to God for guidance, and then we try and use the advice that people around us give be honest with ourselves about our uh how well we can perform a job in different places and we make a decision based on that and it's a win-win situation an actual call, call. Yeah, yeah so like I received a call to come up here to Sparks from Las Vegas. If I would have stayed in Sp- or in, in Las Vegas, that would have been a win. I could have served the people there. Mm-hmm. And if I came up here, I can serve people up here. But right. for Paul... But when you're, like, thinking about it, what even if you've prayed and you've read the Bible and you've talked to other people, you still have your... We all have a... You know, our, we're sinful selves, so we have our... You have to sort through your lens of um, selfishness or fears or whatever you're whatever you're dealing with, and then not every thought you have is going to be perfect. No, it could be like, oh, I'm I don't want to go to this missionary journey because it's very very dangerous, and I don't want to die, or you know, like I don't want to do this because I don't think I would be happy there you know i don't know like there's just weird feelings you have where you're like i don't know if those are my my comfort and my personal opinions or this is like a really uh something i should be listening to or something i should be like trying to overcome if he's been told you shouldn't go back it's very dangerous well like literally every city he's gone to he's been in danger of being mm-hmm. hated in stone. So if he wasn't going to go somewhere because it was dangerous, he would never leave his house, you know? So mm-hmm. he kind of every day has to wake up and face that fear of people are not going to like this and I could be chased out of town, you know, persecuted, jailed, whipped, stoned. And he just faces that fear every day. So if if a group of people says don't go to Jerusalem, well, he'd be like, what's different than every other day? You know? Sure. Well, there's... I think with Paul, at least, 
something we can look at from this text in the Greek. Uh, the fact that it says, the word that he uses for they spoke to him, it does not say he was commanded, he was prohibited. There are words for that, mm -hmm. but it was spoke. The other thing that's interesting about this text... Wait, wait in verse 4 where it says they verse urged four. Paul? Yeah, it's the word is lagon, which means just to speak. Hmm. So they spoke to him. Now, speaking can have many different shades to it, mm -hmm. you know, for the emotion behind it. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is the word may, which is a, a negative in Greek, there's a stronger negative word. So may is kind of, I, I wish, I will, I, I hope that you are not doing this. It's often used in like conditional clauses. So, if you do this, this may not happen. This should not happen. There are different ways that the Greek language sets that up. Versus ooh is no, don't do this. It's, it's a lot stronger. So, those two words there, legon and may, so soften, soften this command a lot. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in not, verse 4. Okay. So, when it says, they spoke... That's the word legon, rather than command or urged. It's it. Okay. It's often translated spoke, and then the word may, which is not to go up or not to st set foot in. Uh, that is a softer negation than another word that's commonly used so like in the New Testament. They told him, probably don't go. Yes. Like, but but this was translated like urged and interesting. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, if Paul would have stayed alive, he could have done many more missionary journeys and done lots of more things. But if he wasn't in jail, he wouldn't have written these letters, which are yeah. books. So there's a lot of, I mean, exactly. what if is, is a silly sort of thing to think mm -hmm. about. But anyways, <clears throat> all right. And then I also stopped because I was confused by verse six. It's just too many pronouns. After saying goodbye to each other, we went aboard the ship and they returned home. Meaning we, Paul and Luke, and whoever else is on this journey, and they returned home. That's, That's the, the disciples. Or the, the elders entire. Or yeah, the people and, their, entire. and their families. Okay. They just, like, walked home. They did not need to get on a ship because they mm -hmm. were just there. Okay. I don't know why that, that just got me. Okay. <laughs> Let's read on. Verse 7. One more thing. Okay. T T Tyre and Sidon are in the north part of Israel area. Mm -hmm. yeah. Jesus went there with his disciples, and it would have been close to his church in Antioch, mm -hmm. which is where he'd been serving for many years. Mm -hmm. So his home congregation is also there, and he would have been a great blessing to them as well. Mm -hmm. So they these people in this area do have a special connection to Paul. It's not... A church that he's been with for a couple of weeks or months. It's people that he's served for years as their pastor. So, sorry, seven. How about you read verse seven? How about I read it? Yeah. You want me to read it in the Greek? Or? No, just read it in regular. Okay. You find an English version you of my just, Bible. Look at my Bible. <laughs> oh, yours is small. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, I didn't want to get you a large print Bible. I know, I need to get some a magnifying glass to read. Okay. So, Verse I believe seven. I have the 2011 version of the NIV. We continued our voyage from Tyre and landed at Ptolemais, where we greeted the brothers and sisters and stayed with them for a day. Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea and stayed at the house of Philip, the evangelist, one of the seven. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. After we had been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied it, his own hands and feet with it, and said, The Holy Spirit says, In this way the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be dissuaded, we gave up and said, The Lord's will be done. After this, we started on our way to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea accompanied us and brought us to the home of Nassan. 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 <laughs> it's a sound. It's only in Greek. Mm. Where we were to stay. He was a man from Cyprus and one of the early disciples. All right. I just didn't want to say that first word in seven. Oh. Ptolemus? Yeah. Ptolemus. Ptolemais. Mace. Mice. Anyway. Uh, so this part, he's kind of being told more strongly by other people that bad stuff lies ahead. More urging. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's being prepared for what's going to happen. And the Holy Spirit is making it very clear to him the trials that he's going to face if this is what he does. And he's okay with it. He's okay with standing up for the faith. And I think that his goal is to not make the Jewish leaders above the Church of the Way at this time the church that he's Mm -hmm. promoting. So if he can get them to be a legalized religion, at this point, they were under the Jewish, they were a sect of Judaism. That's how the Roman government viewed the Christians. Okay. (laughs) Okay. No, I just didn't know where you're going with this. I was just trying, the the reason why Paul is... The warning is that you just go on these tangents, which I wasn't even thinking of. But well, if that's what you're thinking of, can't You said why? Well, why would Paul go to Jerusalem and go through all this? I think that well, might be a good question. I don't why? think he's trying to, like, I don't think no, he's created not. as a, he's not going to Rome to plead for it to be even known as its own religion. Like, he's not going through channels of making it a legitimate, accepted religion. He's just going places and preaching. But he is standing up to the Jews in Jerusalem. But which he's been told will be pretty much fruitless. No, he's he's told die. he's told he's going to be bound. He told he's going to be handed over. Mm-hmm. Bad things are going to happen. 
I think he's just thinking about what Jesus said. Jesus said, whoever wants to follow me needs to take up their cross. And he, that's what he says. I'm ready to not only to be bound, but to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord. Yes, but yeah. we do not go looking to I suffer. Know. I know that. No, I think that's it's important to say because Paul, Paul was not looking to be su- to suffer. Right. It's not that he's. I just well, didn't I think bl- he was like, I need to make sure this is an accepted religion because, in a few years, Nero is gonna try to kill everyone. I don't feel like he successfully established a respected religion. There's still gonna be a lot of opposition yeah it's gonna take until (laughs) constantine wins a battle in the early fourth century and declares christianity legal with the edict of milan it's gonna be a couple hundred years but i guess you know he i i just i just didn't think about it that way i'm not i wasn't trying to like no i i don't have again this is this is speculation that why would paul why would Paul want to suffer in this way? Why would he seek out being arrested, being bound? Like if he I has said, a fruitful ministry traveling, there has to be a reason. Because we, we don't want to unjustly suffer for the Lord. I should say, we, we don't seek out suffering for the Lord. I am not going to walk into a... North Korea? Yeah, right. I'm not going to go to North Korea and just stand at the border and, and shout at them things. I, I can serve the Lord better in other places and get the word that there's a harvest around me. I can be a missionary right here in my community. Right. But at, but at this time, every city he visits is sort of a danger. I mean, obviously, Jerusalem is, there's everybody's saying this is much more dangerous. Don't go here. Um, and there's lots of cities he could have gone back to that would be safer, but there's always people looking for him, Jews coming from different cities to find him. So it's not like there; it's a super peaceful time like we're enjoying, you know? Anyway. No, but the place where the Jewish leaders had the most power mm. was in Jerusalem. Sure. So it seems like he's just kind of walking into a den. The most dangerous yeah. place. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to go to the motivation of that, which I don't think we've read, and I'm just kind of speculating. So if you have a better suggestion or someone knows it. Not you, I was, oh. I was sorry, I broke the fourth wall. Is there a wall in audio? Let's just keep reading. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll read the next section. Paul's arrival at Jerusalem. Chapter 21, verse 17. When we arrived at Jerusalem, the brothers received us warmly. The next day, Paul and the rest of us went to see James, and all the elders were present. Paul greeted them and reported in detail what God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. When they heard this, they praised God. When they said to Paul, You see, brother, how many thousands of Jews have believed, and all of them are zealous for the law. They have been informed that you teach all the Jews who live among the Gentiles to turn away from Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or live according to our customs, what shall we do? They will certainly hear that you have come, so do what we tell you. There are four men with us who have made a vow. 
take these men, join in their purification rites, and pay their expenses so they can have their heads shaved. Then everybody will know will know there is no truth in these reports about you, but that you yourself are living in obedience to the law. As for the Gentile believers, we have written to them our decision that they should abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. The next day, Paul took the men and purified himself along with them. Then he went to the temple to give notice of the date when the days of purification would end and the offering would be made for each of them. All right, so this section in summary, he gets there, tells them about all the the people he shared the the news with, Uh and they're all happy. But then they said... Lots of people are mad with you, oh. and they. <laughs> why are you? I was just doing sound a, effects. Well, we don't have a soundboard, so I just thought, which. Uh, right? Is is that what he's saying? That the Jews. The Jews are mad. Is that correct? What do we do? Yeah. They the Jews have been told that you are telling the Gentiles to turn away from Moses and not circumcise or live according to our customs. So you're you're going out into the synagogues preaching people that our scripture is not true. Or well not to follow not to follow these things. Not that it's not true, but these are not these are customs we don't have to worry about. Which for a Jewish person that's the Pharisees, that's all they really cared about. So there I mean in twenty two he says, What shall we do? They will hear you've come, so do what we tell you. So now it's kind of like, go do these things so it looks like you're still following customs. Is that what's going on here? Well, they're still going to the temple, and I don't see a reason why the believers at that time would think the temple is not a place where they should be worshiping God. So these rites of purification, praying to God, devoting yourself to God's work would be good. And during that time, they wouldn't be arrested. They're not going to pull someone out that's going through a purification rite. So it's a little bit of protection. Find them some time for a week. And at the same time, it's setting these men apart for ministry. Yeah, so when they say Jews in this sense, they're talking about the... The people who don't like Paul, the pe- the yes. still the Jewish leaders, yes. like Jewish in religion. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the yes. the Jews, right? The Everybody Jews that in are Jerusalem are Jews. Right. So okay. So there, he's gonna do this stuff, so he's protected in the temple, but also so he appears, like, he's not living a crate like. Oh, he came and he didn't go to the temple. He's not. He's bucking all the traditions. He's still following a lot of the traditions. He's yeah. just not the whole circumcision thing, which we'll come back to later. That's kind of the main one that's upsetting people. Hopefully that they're saying, hopefully that's not going to come up. If you do this, this, and this, people won't bother you. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. I, that's how I understand what's happening here. Okay. This will be the last section that we'll read. Paul arrested, verse 27. 
When the seven days were nearly over, some Jews from the province of Asia saw Paul at the temple. They stirred the whole crowd up and seized him, shouting, Men of Israel, help us. This is the man who teaches all men everywhere against our people and our law and this place. And besides, he has brought Greeks into the temple area and defiled this holy place. They had previously seen Trophimus and the Ephesian in the city with Paul and assumed that Paul had brought him into the temple area. The whole city was aroused, and the people came running from all directions. Seizing Paul, they dragged him from the temple, and immediately the gates were shut. While they were trying to kill him, news reached the commander of the Roman troops that the whole city of Jerusalem was in an uproar. He at once took some officers and soldiers and ran down to the crowd. When the rioters saw the commander and his soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. The commander came up and arrested him, and ordered him to be bound with two chains. Then he asked who he was and what he had done. Some in the crowd shouted one thing and some another, and since the commander could not get the truth because of the uproar, he ordered that Paul be taken into the barracks. When Paul reached the steps, the violence of the mob was so great he had to be carried by the soldiers. The crowd that followed him kept shouting, away with him. Well, stop there because... Um, if you're in your Bible app, you might not see this, but the next section says Paul speaks to the crowd and it goes for a few verses and then chapter 22 starts. Mm-hmm. So we will, I'm just going to lump that with tomorrow when we read 22. Okay. And actually, 23 does it again. Oh, well, it's just a few verses. We'll just chunk it that way. Do you have any questions about this section? Well, just lucky that it took them so long to kill him. <laughs> You know, I'm very, like, literal thinking about all these things. And, you know, we've been watching TV shows and movies where people, you know, get, like, punched once or someone, like, you know, could Mm -hmm. break your neck, like, just by pushing you down the stairs or something. Like, people people can die pretty easily. People are fragile, you know? Well... Apparently, so, Paul had a good chin on him. It says the whole hit. city came running at him, dragged it's, him, and they were trying to kill him. And then news reaches the troops. And I don't know where these troops are, but like. They're you, in the. There's a barracks in the temple. Okay. So they're. Oh, thank you. That, that helps my right visualization. There. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure they hear this like loud mob. But even then walking out, running over, trying to get through this mob of people to get to the person in the center who's being beaten. Like, what are the chances you're going to save this guy's life? Like... Well, there probably were guards. I mean, how hard were they trying to to kill Paul if this is taking him this long? (laughs) I mean, good. It's good that he survived. They had had to get him out of the temple because they're not going to kill a guy in the temple. Right, but they, they said that they said there. that they they pulled him out of the temple. So you have and shut everyone the running from all directions, grabbing this guy. So there's a big commotion already. Then they're dragging him and they're closing the gates to the temple at whatever time of day this is, which should not be. Right, you don't normal shut time. The... Why are you shutting the gates? Was it so the soldiers can't come out and rescue him, or anyone that was with Paul? And they're probably very close to this temple. Yeah. So, and if you're people worshiping at church, 
and then all of a sudden armed Roman guards come at you, you're going to stop. But then it says they ordered him to be bound with chains, and since they couldn't get the truth, he was going to be taken to the barracks. But when Paul reached the step, the violence of the mob was so great he had to be carried. So even after he's arrested, they're still, like, being violent to him. Yeah, it seems like there's a little lull as the commander is talking to them. But and then, then like, as they pick up him Paul off, and take him away from being killed. They're still just, like, killed. punching him or something. Yeah. And the soldiers are, have to, like, carry him and protect him. Well, you it's wonder just, if word has spread for all the times people have tried to kill him in different cities and he keeps escaping. And yeah, now they're I mean, saying, God is, like, protecting oh. him. Yeah, but for the Jews, they're probably thinking Satan's protecting them or we just can't kill this guy. This guy's ruining our church and our traditions. Oh, yeah, if they don't think he's so, from God, they think Oh, he's we missed our chance to kill him. We doesn't matter what. We got to take this guy out. Well, it's just really suspenseful. All, they're all trying to kill him and he's getting like protected by the you know, the Romans. And he is going to make a speech in the next the next section, yeah. Section. It says Paul speaks. But just, you know, this is like a high suspense. This could be an action movie. People beating him, and then you would, like, cut to the Romans running out of the barracks and trying to get there in time, and you think he's going to die, but then he gets saved at the last minute. Yeah, it <laughs> That's would be. That's how I was No, it is. It it's can be. It's suspenseful. not. I mean, but. It's so, not boring. It's just sometimes. When Nobody ever pastor said it was reads boring. it in church, we make it boring. Oh. We're not talking about this right now. I'm just, I'm just saying this is, there are many, many places in the Bible that have very suspenseful, amazing narrative scenes that are gripping, and this is one of them. Yeah. So we should never think that the Bible is boring in any way. I did not ever I know, I know. Say I'm, just, I'm just generally <laughs> speaking... To people. I'm being personally attacked right now. You are not being personally attacked. Because because yesterday in a private conversation, I mentioned that sometimes certain readings sound boring when done by certain people. And I'm not going to go into any more detail, but I feel like you're personally attacking me well, for my statement I yesterday. I publicly <laughs> apologize. I was not trying to break the confidence. I agreed with you in that conversation, I and I was making that I'm saying that this point. is a very... This is more exciting than the like the section where they went from Tyre to Sidon and rode on a boat and then they stayed there seven days and then they went here for seven days and the like historical like yeah. the the tracking of their journey. This is like sure, you almost mob, died. A mob trying to That's kill a guy is noting. more excited than reading an itinerary. And I'm not excited about him dying. <laughs> You're taking we need to end this because it's getting out of control. I, I want again. I want to apologize. <laughs> I am not trying to tease you or rip on you in any way. I agree with your statements, and I, okay. I am working on bringing the word of God to life as much as I possibly can. Wow. So, right. I love you, and I'm sorry if I. Let's just stop yeah. reading and stop talking. All right. And well, do some more tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, <laughs> email. Or if you have any, uh, any other about, thoughts. About the scripture. Not about. 
<laughs> Our relationship is fine. Tell them what I email. Pastor at the org. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura wake up.